to the first episode of the second season of Don't Butcher It with Upasna Bharath. I'm Upasna Bharath. I host this intersectional self-help podcast for the underdog. After listening to my first season, I about, well, let me just say about five episodes into my first season, I realized that I needed to make it clear that this podcast was intersectional or at least grounded in the theory of intersectionality so that's when I started calling it an intersectional self-help podcast but I think it's important that I one define intersectionality um, and two talk about how it operates on this podcast and three talk about self-help and where this podcast stands in the realm of self-help because when it comes to self-help books and self-help podcasts and any anything that's like a medium for self-help, it can be a pretty toxic thing uh, for people. Um, and I'll get into that later. But let's start with talking about intersectionality and why I wanted to make this podcast intersectional. Kimberly Crenshaw is a black woman and a scholar of critical race theory who developed the theory of intersectionality, which most people are familiar with but if you're not this theory refers to how categories of identity like race gender sexuality ability and class all work together to affect our individual and collective experiences so it's important to be aware that these categories of identity are a part of systems of oppression and privilege so we're all dealing with different things for very different reasons, point blank. And some of us deal with the same things for very different reasons, point blank. It can all depend on the identities we hold, which affect how we move through the world, as well as the privileges we have that prevent us from dealing with certain things. So where does intersectionality come in in the world of self-care and self-help? Self-help is a facet of self-care, and Melissa A. Fabello of Everyday Feminism defines self-care as any set of practices that make you feel nourished, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, or all of the above. So self-help is a facet of self-care. Self-help and engaging in self-help is a way of caring for yourself, and there are many ways to care for yourself. The reason it's so important to center intersectionality for this podcast is because most advice on on life, you know, forget self-help, but most of these podcasts where people just like talk about life and what they learned, um, a lot of the work around that all operates under the assumption of privileges that most people don't have. And everyone is affected by these systems of oppression differently, so they need to care for themselves in different ways and understand self-improvement from different angles like a lot of people can't afford therapy and a lot of people really don't have the time or energy to sit and read a self-help book and not many people can buy into health and wellness trends also not many people can just like go on vacation when they're having a hard time in life <laughs> which you know a lot of self-help books will be like ah, oh, just take a break and it's like well not many people can afford to not work um so with all of those things in mind it's important to recognize that not everyone moves through the world in the same way so not every Everyone can receive the same exact insight on self-help or practice self-care in the same way. Now, if you have access to this podcast and you're listening to it, um, 
I'm assuming you do have a certain amount of privileges. You have access to this podcast because you have access to internet. You have a device to listen to it on. You are literate um, in English. So <laughs> that's why I think this conversation is also important. So while these systems of oppression affect everyone differently, everyone should still be allowed to show love and care for themselves in ways that is best for them, specifically. Um, with an understanding, too, of what makes life the way it is for them. Everyone deserves to spend time also improving themselves from a place of love and from a place of honoring who they are. Um, the human experience is growing and is learning. Everyone deserves to grow and learn about themselves. So I think grounding conversations about self-help and intersectionality means we can better understand the role that oppression plays in our ability or inability to care for ourselves and thus help ourselves achieve wellness or at least create the desire to. Additionally, we can better support those in the communities we are a part of by understanding their privileges or lack thereof. But most importantly, we can begin to understand self-care as a non-negotiable and work to find ways to care for ourselves within our means. And also recognize that no method of self-care is too big or too small. Um, yeah, sure, going on vacation to Mykonos is definitely not the same thing as like a 15-minute nap. But I think valuing at the essence of it, uh, this desire to put yourself first is very important. Improving yourself and wanting to improve yourself and wanting to reflect on your life and learn more about yourself are all a part of self-help. And it's a way of showing that you care for yourself and this life that you're living. I want to do my best to talk about self-help in a way that isn't all-encompassing because that actually doesn't work. I just want to talk about it in a way that, one, eliminates the white, rich, cis-hat narrative that surrounds self-help and considers things like gender, race, class, sexuality, and ability. And two, I, I just want this to not be some sort of like, oh, you have to do the most amazing things. Like, you have to go beyond what you're already doing to, like, really get where you need to be. Like, you need to meditate and you need to freaking exercise and you need to eat healthier. And it's more of like, no, you just need to sit back and do a little reflection when you can um, and take accountability and, you know, put an effort towards learning about who you are, why you are the way you are. And it's okay to do that. Also, if you have um, any advice on inclusivity around ability as able-bodied, as an able-bodied person, um, that is something that I want to know, especially for future episodes, whether they're guest episodes or, or solo episodes, because I did mention it as one of the categories of identity that self-help just not, just, just not consider. With all of that being said, I have to be honest, this podcast will not change your life because I don't know if this is a surprise to some of you and hopefully it's not, but self-help is a tool. It is not meant to change your life. I know, I know, I know that book that you saw at Target or at Barnes and Noble or hopefully <clears throat> your local used bookstore, it says this book will change your life. This book will make you reclaim who you are. The issue with that and a lot of the materials that we see in the self-help industry, because it is an industry, is that it creates unrealistic standards of how life should be, how great life should be, and the fact that ours isn't great. 
you know, you can do this to make your life better and to get this and to achieve this and to finally be happy. Happiness is a feeling. It is not a state of being and neither is self-evaluation, but you can make it so and you shouldn't. <laughs> Self-help is not going to change your life and it's not supposed to because you are always changing. The world around you is always changing. What we need to do is learn how to understand ourselves within that changing context and we need to be open to it and we need to learn how to cope with that and understand that, that ability to evolve and the inevitability of change and the power of evolving. So on this podcast, <laughs> I am redefining self-help to be a tool used to discover ways to navigate life and to share tips about those times when we confront the bumps in the road and the bumps that are external, like, you know, changes in relationships or uh, big events and internal, internal bumps too, like when your perspective on life shifts because of something that happened to you. And I want to bring people on who share their experiences with all these things, with the identities that they hold, not just because I hope that someone could, you know, maybe relate to them, but also because I think it's important that we hear about how other people have struggled with self-doubt and with obstacles in life and how they've coped and how they've changed and what they've learned about themselves. So I don't want to encourage you to be in a state of constant self-evaluation and having to know the answers and always planning the next steps and always looking towards how to become better because what that is is a trick and it's a trap into striving for perfection. Consider this a warning. <laughs> self-help can breed self-obsession. Like being so invested in self-help can breed self-obsession. You do not have to keep listening to the critical voice in your head and let it dominate your life. Most of the time, that voice is there because it likes to make you think that by knowing enough or preparing for the worst, you can have control over the future and you can get closer to perfection. But we have zero control over the future and trying to be perfect is a crapshoot no matter how hard you try. Also, my inner critic often uh, is there to just tell me about that horrible thing that I did or that thing that I didn't do good enough or that mistake that I made. And sometimes I use self-help as a way to like try to like trick myself into thinking, oh, if I like put in this much energy and like really beat myself up over that like that thing that I did, then I will never make that mistake again. And then maybe I can like trick myself out of feeling guilty. But that's the other thing too. We shouldn't feel guilty about our past mistakes or the past things that we've done, which I will talk about that in my upcoming episode as well. Um, so self-help is not meant to be depended on. It's about understanding yourself and finding tips just to make life a little easier. It can contribute to having an anchor, an anchor of understanding of yourself, along with communication tools and techniques that can help you get through the tough moments and the vulnerable moments. But self-help doesn't have to be an everyday thing and it doesn't have to rule your entire life. And if that's what it becomes, then where is the time to live? Where is the now? Where is the existing? You know, I want to remind you <laughs> that a lot of these things you hear about self-help, like like working hard, like grinding at your job, exercising hardcore and eating super, super healthy and meditating and trying to read all the books and whatever, that can only get you so far. All of that, if, if that's what you're focused on, then that's not actually going to help you. Those are just 
things that you're doing. There's nothing actually happening inside, if that makes sense. Marianne Power uh, is a London-based writer, and she gave a TEDx talk called Why Self-Help Will Not Change Your Life. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's really funny. In that video, she repeats a piece of advice from her therapist. Instead of striving for perfection, we should strive for connection. <laughs> yeah, I know that's slam poetry. Um, talking honestly to each other about our fears, insecurities, and doubts, the stuff that we keep to ourselves, that should be the thing that we're doing. That's what, you know, that's what growth is about, having better connection with other people. So that's what this podcast is. It's a tool you can use to navigate the messy and confusing process of learning about yourself. Um, it's a way to learn about other people and what they do when they struggle with self-doubt and their inner critic, you know, to get a little dose of inspiration. I just want to provide a grounded, holistic, accessible look at self-development. Because self-development is not a process. It's not like you start here and you end here. It's an intention we set for ourselves that will be imperfectly executed because we are imperfect. Also, I suggest you you get comfortable with that last idea. I know I've got to. <laughs> I called this podcast Don't Butcher It, not only because I want to remind you that you have the audacity to accept yourself and like yourself and want to do things for yourself and be better for yourself, but also because you deserve to stand up for who you are when you're misunderstood or when you feel like you've been walked over or when you've been shut down just because of who you are, even though you're not hurting anybody. Nobody deserves that. I hope this podcast helps you help yourself. That's all. Okay. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the upcoming episodes. I am open to feedback, both constructive and complimentary. <laughs> Also, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and rate this, um, and any feedback can be left on there. And you can follow Don't Butcher It on Twitter, at Don't Butcher It for updates. So here we go. This is it. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>